Welcome to the Best of Sales Skills Podcast. I'm Mark McGuinness, and thank you for listening. If you want to be better at sales, open more conversations with your perfect buyer, close more deals, and have less stress as a salesperson, then this is the show for you. This week, we've got Doug C. Brown back again. He was on a couple of weeks ago talking about the importance of your inner voice and helping us to become the top 1% of earners in our marketplace. And that was a great episode. So if you haven't listened to that, I can recommend it's a great show. Just go back for a few weeks um, and look for how to be a top 1% earner. But in this show, we're talking about the power of follow-ups. So Doug says, too many of us sales folks are focused on new business, on having new conversations, and we're not spending enough time you know, nurturing or following up on the customers, the clients, and the prospects that we've already done business with or who already know who we are. So Doug shares some really practical ways for us to ensure we stay top of mind with our clients and our prospects. So he's about to launch a new software tool that will help us automate a large part of this process. So he's spent a lot of time working on getting follow-ups just right. So I guarantee if you listen to this episode, you'll find some new ideas and tactics about how you could better manage your prospect and client relationships through follow-up. So Doug's the CEO of Sales Strategies. He's uh, got a super impressive list of clients and previous work, including CBS Television, Intuit, Procter & Gamble, and his work with the legend, Tony Robbins. So let's jump in here and hear about the future of follow-ups in sales. Doug C. Brown, welcome back to the Best of Sales Skills podcast. Mate, thanks for coming back on. Oh, I'm so grateful you had me on for a second time. It means the first time we did something really good. So thank you. <laughs> well, so we were we we had two topics to talk about, but uh, I just couldn't stop asking questions. So, listeners, if you haven't heard the first episode, we talked about the inner voice. Doug helps salespeople and entrepreneurs get into the one percent of their uh, earning capacity, and he, he does that through some really incredible ways, particularly around the mindset, and that's what we spoke about last time. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Doug, you know, again, Doug's works with some fantastic organizations, Procter & Gamble, CBS, television, uh, Intuit, written a book, worked with Tony Robbins, um, amazing background. And if you listen to that first episode, you'll really get to hear Doug's mindset around the inner voice and mindset. So uh, thank you for coming back on, Doug. Really appreciate it. Sure thing. Today, I wanted to talk about prospecting. So you think that there's something going on with, with prospecting right now, right? Well, I, I always think there's something going on with prospecting. I think for most people, they're not doing enough of it. That is that is usually the the one thing that I think. The other thing is, is it's changed, right? Okay. So prospecting from a couple of years ago to even now is is altered. Uh, it's a uh, you know, and that people if they're not, I don't I don't want to sound uh, derogatory, but if they're not if they're not growing in this capacity they're going to someday wake up and go, geez, this is getting really hard. Well, well prospecting um, is, hard, is hard. So, um, But you've got some skin in the game here. You've got a new tech tool that helps people with prospecting. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes I ask myself, why did I enter into the tech tool business? Because it was quite challenging to, you know, it's one thing to know what to do when you're doing it on unconscious competency. <laughs> it's another thing to say, okay, what am I actually doing? And have to break it down into steps and then micro steps. For me, that was a really big challenge. It was like, okay, what? how do I make this prospecting tool automated, meaningful, relevant, and personalized? And how do I make it so it happens even if the person forgets? 
to get in contact with somebody? How's the system do it? So it actually feels like it came from that individual. And so I had to break down each, each, each step of that process. And it was very challenging for me to do, but we pulled it off. So, uh, you know, good for us in that regard. Yeah. So, so what's the tool? Can you give us, tell us what it was? So we call it Vibitno. It's V-I-B-I-T-N-O dot I-O. And Vibitno is, it's in its stages of being launched now. I mean, it took us a couple of years actually of development to actually get it to this place which is way too long in a tech business part, but you know, I wanted to have something that people could actually use, not just throw something out there that was like, eh. And so uh, Vibitno uh, means you matter in a Slavic language. And I love the word and, and it really embraced what we were trying to do because people do matter. And so we called it Vibitno for that reason. And it's an automated prospecting and follow-up uh, tool that helps people convert more sales because depending on whose statistic you, you know, you read, I mean, the majority of sales that would have happened that don't are a direct cause of not staying in contact with an individual and not having meaningful dialogue throughout the process. uh, Or as you would say in Australia process, right? Yeah. So that's, that's what the tool actually was designed to do. Then we said, well, geez, if it can do that, why don't we give all this reporting and show people, where they are doing great and where they can improve upon this whole process. And then remind them like, Hey, you haven't contacted Mark in three weeks. We contacted him a week ago and here's what we sent them. So you need to contact him now. Right. And so we do that through different modality, whether it's email, text, uh, phone calls. Uh, yes, I did say phone calls, folks. Uh, they still work really well or, you know, some other methodology. Yeah. So, okay, that's pretty cool. So what problems are we solving? You said that most people don't do enough prospecting. Is that nuts and bolts of it? Is it, is, is it that simple or is it a bit more complicated than that? Well, I, no, it's, it's, really, it's really that simple. I mean, most people are not doing enough prospecting. When I look at people's earning capacity and then we, we talk about their sales plan, their individual sales plan, I'm not talking the whole company sales plan, even though we look at that too for multiple people. But when we look at the individual sales plan, many times they don't have one. And but when when we look at the individual sales plan, what we're finding is they're pretty good at closing in a lot of ways. Like they can have a conversation, but what they're they're lacking is the amount of actually sales qualified leads coming in to have the conversations. Right. And so what we do is we do something what we call six ways, and we go back and over six months we develop six new ways of actually going outbound to get new leads. Now, out of all six, some of them work well, okay. Some of them will be like, oh my gosh, this was better than, you know, I could ever imagine. And some of them will be like, these are, you know, second strings and <laughs> they're, they're good. Right. But the overall, the overall, you know, cum, if you will, out of all of that is they're now getting far more qualified sales leads on a consistent basis, which does multiple things, but primarily it smooths out the up and down cycles of people making money one month and not making money. It allows them, if they have a quota, which all people, even if you're self-employed, should have a quota, it allows them to exceed their quota on a monthly basis because what they can see each month is where they are, where things are in the cycle, because we all have a sales cycle. So it's showing all these metrics and it tells us where we should improve. So what it will do is it'll increase that lead flow but over time, because we're following up in meaningful, relevant communication, 
and it's personalized, that draws the individual closer to us. And the fact that's meaningful and relevant also means that it's something they want to discuss. So what we're doing is we're nurturing the leads over a period of time so that they go from lead to marketing qualified lead to sales qualified lead. And that's really where we want to start having the conversations. And, and are you doing that through outbound or through a combination of inbound, outbound? It could, it could be either or, but primarily we set it up for outbound because that is generally the, the place that most people are lacking, if you will. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and, and the thing is, is it's not like this is personalized communication. So it's not like, you know, you just take a big bunch of contacts, you dump them in a system and you just mass email these contacts out. And, you know, out of 5,000 contacts, you get 50 who actually will talk to you, right? Because that's a lot of work to do this. This is about contacting 100 people and getting 50 meeting, meaningful conversations going. And those 50 meaningful conversations will close at a much higher rate than those 50 would have out of the 5,000 because they know, like, and trust you because you've had that type of conversation and you understand what their problem or opportunity is. So we're having real meaningful conversations versus just trying to get a lead to talk to us. Well, that's really interesting. So one of the biggest problems we have down here in Australia with, you know, less than 30 million people is that in a lot of, you know, sales enablement platforms and even, you know, sales training best practice, you know, I I remember listening to a, a podcast from one of my favorite podcasters, I won't say who it was, and, and his methodology was you take a list of 10,000 people and then you send them an email, then you take a list of 10,000 people, a different 10,000 people, and you send them a different email and you A-B them. Right. We, we don't have 20,000 marketing managers in Australia with <laughs> tech companies. You know, you know, like so, so a lot of this advice that we've been given just doesn't even make it to the front line because, you know, we can't, we don't, if we send out you know 200 emails a day, what are we going to do on the second week? Right, well, the market's just not that big. So, so you're talking about doing this much more focused. So, tell us a little bit about how do you personalize 100 emails? How do you make sure it's relevant? Yeah. So, what, so the system. It's a great question. So, I'm going to take a term from Chet Holmes, which he called it the Dream 100. So, the Dream 100. I worked with Chet for multiples of years, so I'm very familiar with his methodology. Chet would say you take the largest companies you want to go after. You have a hundred of them and you go after them and you continue to go after them and build relationships. That was the dream 100. What I have found is those very large relationships, those take a long time to communicate with and get, you know, you can get to the right people pretty quickly, but they take a long time to close. So there, it's expensive to, to hunt really big, big sales. Yep. And most people are not really looking for that, but you can do a combination of those in what I call midsize, right? So midsize are those ideal clients and add 10%. Like you just kind of go up, just market just a little bit from the ideal client, 10, 20%. And so what we do is we identify who those are clearly. We identify what the, the general concept of the challenges and the, and the and opportunities are for people in that and now what we're doing, because the system will track identification fields, what we call identification fields, which are really nothing more than personalized fields. So, for example, you were in the military, right? May I ask what branch you were in? Armored vehicles, tanks. Oh, so you were a tanker, yeah. as we used to call them, armored vehicles. Yeah, I was okay. in- infantry fighting vehicles, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
well, I was in the army, so I was in the artillery. So I, I, I understand some of this, right? So if I took and put that word in under military service, which we have a field and we asked some questions and, and it said, you know, armored vehicles, right? Then what the system is smart enough to do is go, hi, Mark. Hey, I was thinking about you and the military the other day and about armored vehicles. Yeah. Right? It would start to build a communication with you on personalization. So let's say that person also has two children and their names are Cindy and Paul. Okay. Right. So it would go, hi, Mark. I was thinking about the military and, and, and your name came to my mind. And I was thinking about the armored vehicles that we discussed. I was also thinking about your children, Cindy and Paul, and I was wondering how they're doing. Right. Right. That's the type of personalization I'm talking about. Now, if we talked about the business side of it, yep. it would be, we were also discussing XYZ in the business. And I've come up with this report, or I've come up with this article, or I've come up with this idea, and it will lay it in. That's what I'm talking about when it's personalized. Now, here's the thing. The system does the heavy lifting. Once you put it in, the system can recognize because we have templates that are set up that these forms will fill. Yep. And that system now will send that email out. Now, let's say you didn't, you didn't contact, uh, I didn't contact you for, I don't know, two months. We haven't talked to it. The system's smart enough to go out and say, Hey, Mark, I was thinking about the military and the armored vehicles and your name came to my mind. I was also thinking about your, your children, Cindy and Paul. Uh, and let's say I know Paul was into football. Is yep. Paul still playing football? Uh, I just wanted to let you know you were being thought of. Uh, please respond to me and let me know how you're doing. Simple, something like that. Right? And is that that's done through AI, is it? Actually, it's, some of it can be done through AI, but the majority of it do, is done through uh, expertly crafted templates that we've know. designed. AI is good in some regards. A- AI is getting there. I've been playing with AI for three years, so and now with the AI explosion, that's wonderful, right? But email is one methodology, but what if we took it offline? What if the system could actually set up something so you had letters that went out, postcards, something of that nature, something handwritten from you, right? Now, it sounds like a lot of work, but all the work's being done by the system. So it's just generating this for you on a conceptual basis, and then you can just let it ride. So there's different ways of doing this, texting, video email, for example. Yep. Right now, I could create a video today for three years, one video, two videos, and a in a text-based message. And on your birthday, you know, month, uh, year one, you know, happy birthday, Mark. Hey, I just thought of you, and I just knew it was your birthday coming up. Uh, you know, today, so have a great one. Right next year, you get a a text. The following year, you get a different video. I changed my shirt and I've recorded it. Now, you can keep it as generic as happy birthday, and I have people who have done that. But the reality is, if I stayed in touch with you, Mark, for uh, five years, let's say, and we didn't do business five years ago, when an opportunity comes up and you know what I'm doing, who are you probably going to call? The guy who has been cold calling you once every you know, two years? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or the person who's been in touch with you on a consistent basis? So this is really working off the frequency of exchange, right? The more I see you, the more I like you. Is it, is yeah, it- yeah. It's 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 a marketing principle, right? I mean, you know, it takes nine impressions for somebody to remember the 
the the name of the brand, but it takes 27 views to get an impression. I mean, sorry, three views to get an impression. So it actually takes 27 messages for somebody to actually go, wow, okay, Revlon or, you know, whatever. Got it. Got it. So, so this is an automated follow-up prospecting program that allows you to preload mm-hmm. across. That's really interesting. Okay. Okay. So that's that's cool. So so I'm assuming at the start you need to know that it's it's Cindy and Paul and not Chris and Paul, and you have to put those right. details in, right? So right. So there's different ways of gathering that information. Obviously, through conversation that we're having. Yeah. Um, you know, every time you hear something, you can add that in. And you know, I've had relationships over the years where I learned things new. You know, they, this is happening, right? And, you know, I have a friend who I've known for, geez, 21 years, and he just had a second grandchild. So I get the second grandchild's name, and, you know, his name is Michael, and I remind him about his grandchild, right? I mean, it's as simple as that. And so that makes someone feel like they're worth the relationship conversation. Yep, yep. And... And so it's about bonding for sure, building rapport. It's also though about keeping something meaningful and relevant going. And so there's always a situation, and this is where a lot of people who aren't 1% earners, they drop the ball because they're working on new business consistently. And there's nothing wrong with that. There should be a focus on new business. But I cannot tell you how many times companies have hired me because it's been a lot of times where I go back and I say, when's the last time you re-engaged your dormant clients? And they go, geez, we haven't done it. And we go, let's do that. Let's do a campaign. And all of a sudden, they're picking up sale after sale after sale. And they're going, oh, my gosh. What? I didn't know that was sitting there. Yeah, it's untapped revenue. Now it's you know full profit. You know, So that's what the system was designed to do. It was designed to help the person selling leverage. Yep. And as we go along, it'll build into other you know, uh, things that people tell us they want. So, and I also feel like there's a benefit here with the cost of switching, right? So if you think about the way our mind works, you know, if, if I'm thinking about a client or I've just been to a client meeting, I've got all this information, it's really easy for me right now to sit down and go, okay, well, I can program five or six touches or, or whatever it is across different channels right. immediately and I've got some really relevant information. And if I do it now rather than breaking that into five separate actions, I'm going to be significantly more effective and efficient because even if I put in my diary on their birthday to give them a call, which of course would be more impactful. But you know know, as well as I do, you're going to miss 50% of that because the cost of stopping what you're doing, pick up the phone and give them Darren or whoever a call to say happy birthday is actually a lot more than the effort of just making the phone call. You've got to get into the mindset, yes. switch, find the phone number, and then you've got to switch back to the task that you're doing. Whereas if you're in the mindset of, okay, I'm setting up the nurture program for my client for the next six months, 12 months, two years, whatever, then you go, okay, well, here's my next five or six touches, and it's pretty easy to do that and keep the narrative going. Am I right? Or Absolutely. But imagine that that call went out automatically without you yeah. having to think about it, and it was already pre-recorded, you know, and it's like, you know, it comes out like you have three different messages because your voice is not going to change in three, you know, usually unless something catastrophic happened to your voice, right? Where you start to sound like, you know, Darth Vader or something like that, right? <clears throat> but it goes out and it goes, hey, Mark, you know, just very quick. And it may not even have your name. It goes, hey, this is Doug. And I remember today it's your birthday. Right? Yep. So happy birthday to you. And that's just the message. By the way, here's my phone number. Let me know how you're doing. And that's it, right? And then next year it comes out and goes, 
happy birthday to you, right? And, and, and you just, a different message. That person's never, the receiver is never going to know. Now, here's the thing. You can program it to go to voicemail. Yep. So it can go to voicemail and only leave it when it hits voicemail. So the person will never get the live message. Yep. I love this idea uh, and I love the tech behind it. But even if you're not using the tech, you know, you could just, if you did this manually, you'd still be in the top 1%, I reckon. Oh, <laughs> you would definitely sell more. There's no question about it. I'll give you an example. I have a friend who I adapted this idea for, so I'm not going to take things. But every day he calls three people from his database, every day, just to say hi. Yep. So I started adapting that. I started calling people. And I called a client that I hadn't worked with in over two years. And I just said, hi. And they go, hey, it's really good to hear you. They said, when are you coming out here to California? And I said, well, you know, I'm probably flying out. I got this thing going on in, a, in about a month. And they go, well, that's great. Come to lunch with us. I haven't seen you in a long time. Love to, right? So we, we go to lunch. We sit down. We're just having a conversation like you and I are. And they bring up something. And I go, well, why haven't you built an agency program around this? And they go, well, how do you do that? And I told them how to do this. And they go, that's really interesting. The next day, I get a phone call. Hey, will you help us build this? Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. $180,000 consulting fee. Just from a phone call to say hi. Right? So that's just one of many. I mean, Chet Holmes told me that the relationship he built with Tony Robbins took him 17 years of follow-up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, there's a, there's a lot to be said for just taking action. You know, we, we often tell ourselves stories. We need to have something really good to talk to people about before we ring mm -hmm. them up, you know, um, Oh, you know, this, we've got a promotion, but the promotions aren't good enough. So I won't email them. I won't call them. I won't, you know, um, they'll think I'm a pest. One of my favorite things, and this goes out to Phil, a guy called Phil Gerbyshank. I don't know if you know Phil. He's, he's, he's all over LinkedIn. But, you know, he's talked to, we've been talking about this birthday party, birthday, happy birthday messages on LinkedIn for years. And I get in the habit of sending people, you know, a happy birthday, a uh, little emo couple of emojis and a, a birthday cake. And you'd be surprised. I get hundreds of them come my birthday because the sense of reciprocity of having sent That's out right. four or five a day, I can't. The problem is I can't reply to them all. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, but you talk to people and they're like, "I'm not going to send a happy birthday. That's corny. That's cheesy. You know, that's that's sleazy." And you go, "Well, not if you do it right. Like if you're genuine, people go." Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's happy birthday, Mark. By the way, you want to buy my product or service? Yeah, that's you know. It, but if it's happy birthday, Mark, I hope your, your day is amazing, right? I mean, what's so easy about that? Look, follow-up is a common courtesy. If yeah. we have relationships, how many times has this ever happened to somebody maybe you know, Mark, right? I still have some relationships that I had from, you know, grade school, right? High school. Everybody goes to, and they go, well, we'll get together for a high school reunion every five years. Right. They get together for a high school reunion. But why not talk to each other in between? Right? So, so the reason behind that is because there's so many things to do that follow up is hard. You get a hundred birthday, you know, responses or 200 or whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is going to take me a good 45 minutes to respond to all of these things. Right. Well, yeah. But here's the, the thing. If you just had some system now that would respond for you right? 
And the system just said, you know, I'm really grateful. Thank you for the birthday wish. I hope your day's amazing. And that's all it said. And that went out to all 200 people. It doesn't take that long. Even if it wasn't automated, it doesn't take that long. It's like cut, paste, cut, paste. And the reality is, if it took you a half an hour, what can you get out of that half an hour on the next exchange? Yeah, I feel like this is a good lesson for us to stop focusing solely on new business and we need to focus more on some of the existing relationships that we've got. 70-30, right? It's really, we do want to stay focused on new business because there is a churn. We're always going to lose certain parts of our client base no matter what business we're in. But that 30% that we're forgetting, you got to remember, folks, those of you who are listening, please remember this. They already know you. Yeah. You so know, it's I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I reached out on Facebook the other day and talked to a person from my high school who I haven't talked to in 40 years. Her name's Daphne. And she responded. And it was like we were talking just like we were back in high school because she knew who I was. Yeah. Warm conversation. So, Doug, you've been very generous with your time. If people are listening to this episode about you know the power of follow-up and, and automating prospecting, that sort of thing, what's the one thing you'd think they should go and do a little bit different as a result of listening today? Start contacting one person a day. Just yeah. start with one person a day, right? I mean, if you did it every single day and you took you know four weeks off, it's going to be over 300 people you contact. So, you know, or... If you don't want to contact that many people, go through your contact list and sort them into who is, you know, relationship ones, if you will, twos, right? And then contact your ones every every quarter. Just reach out to them. And then your twos every six months, right? It's not that hard. And if, and if it's overwhelming because you got 33,000 people in your database, I get it. But if it's like, you know, you can get 150 ones and twos. It's not that hard and it starts the process and you you will be shocked and surprised down the line how this sometimes turns into something, you know, may not be a $180,000 consulting deal, it, but it might be a $6 million corporate sale. You know, I mean, it might be a smaller sale that leads to a relationship or a referral or, you know, because when you're in contact with people and then when we go back and we say, look, I'm looking for this type of thing. People will want to help because as you said, Mark, you know, you send it out to them. It's human nature for us to want to give back and reciprocate. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. That's what I would recommend. Yeah. I love that. Really tactical, easy to do. Um, You know, everyone can find the opportunity to reach out to one person a day at least. So people want to get more of Doug C. Brown. What's the best way for them to do that, Doug? Uh, So uh, Doug at CEOSalesStrategies.com is my email address. Uh, that is the best one. I could give the Vibit no address, but it's uh, it all flows into the CEO sales strategies. Yep. And um, yeah, I mean, if if people are are interested more in in follow up or more interested in things of that nature, or they just have a general question, have them reach out to me there. My my LinkedIn is Doug Brown one two three. I'm reasonably active on that as well. Um, you know, if people uh, have uh, you know want to know what the best follow up resources are or how to kind of get that going. Um, I'll be happy to, uh, you know, a little, little sneak preview, Mark. Uh, I am in the process of writing a book just on follow-up. So if somebody's interested in the, you know, getting a galley copy of the book or whatever, as it comes out, it'd be, you know, just let me know that as well. And I would do that for your guest. Yeah. 
Lovely. Maybe we'll get you back on when the book's out and we can talk a little bit about the book. Huh? That'd be awesome. Thank you. Doug, thanks for coming on the Best of Sales Skills podcast again. I really appreciate the effort. Thank you. You are welcome. And thank you for having me. My pleasure. 